I'm Tass Mellis of The Starters. This is Ben Golliver with the Open Floor Podcast. Hi, I'm Kristen Ludlow from NBA Inside Stuff. I'm OJ Ananobi of the Toronto Raptors. Hey, I'm Elena Donon, and welcome to the Double Clutch. Double Clutch. Double Clutch. Double Clutch. Double Clutch Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Double Clutch NBA Podcast. I'm your usual host, Matthew Wellington, and I'm joined tonight once again by Mike Miller. Hello. And from across the pond in Brooklyn, we've got our resident Yankee. We've got um, Jamie Oppenheim. Brooklyn is definitely in the house tonight. I'm surprised you left the parade. <laughs> it's still ongoing, actually, so I'm just going to catch the tail half after we record this. Was there actually a parade? I saw some footage of outside the Barclays Center, and it was just like four people walking around with like a dog. But one of them was Jamie, and that's his dog. We've had this yeah, conversation there, on the pod before. Four Nets fans plus my dog. What you, what's the problem? Amazing. In the the city that never sleeps, the Nets have stolen the limelight away from the um the historic Knicks. Well, I mean, are they really historic at this point? <laughs> that's what they, that's what they go off. But before this show becomes a massive like um Knicks bashing fest, which you know tends to be the case on Double Clutch UK, um, we are here to just talk about. NBA free agency. There's a couple of housekeeping things we just want to fly through first quickly. Um, NBA 2K20 got announced today. You can now pre-order that online. It will be available on September the 6th um, from all good retailers. You can, of course, buy it via digital copies as well on Xbox, PlayStation, every platform possible, I would imagine. Um, We'll hopefully have a few bits and bobs news-wise coming up on that over the next few months. Um, But yeah, Anthony Davis is on the front cover of the Standard Edition, and then the Legend Edition is... Dwayne Wade in what is quite possibly or potentially the greatest video game sports cover ever made. It's a it's a work of art, that thing. Have you seen it? Of course I've seen it. I posted the thing on it earlier. <laughs> oh, well, there we go. <laughs> yeah, it's quite an impressive one. Uh, I thought that... I thought that, have you seen the moving AD cover yet? Yes, I, I have. Yeah, I thought that yeah. was impressive. Um, but yeah, the, the Miami Knights D-Wade Legend Edition is, is pretty... Yeah. Nice, I like do you th- it. Do you think AD's got like a plain white shirt on because they didn't know what team he was going to? Yeah, and his arms are across his chest. So you can't see anything. I did notice like little red <laughs> flecks on the sleeves, but you know it could have been any jersey. They've just mocked around, like messed around with it. But on that note, sorry, we'll get into this in a minute. Do you think it has anything to do um, with him going to LA that he's now on the cover? I know it's pr- planned you know, a long time <laughs> in advance, but it's just this is one of the opportunities that you get if you play in one of those markets. Potentially. I mean, it, I guess it was always going to be the case that this was going to be the summer of AD, whether he ended up in New York or in Los Angeles, it was going to seem to be one or the other. And it ended up being LA along with LeBron. So this is just one other, this is the first step, I guess, on his, his quest to become one of the, um, one of the instantly recognizable names, because like we said on the last podcast, he's been one of those guys who to a general casual NBA fan, you probably ain't going to know who, you know, who he is because of the fact he played in New Orleans and they weren't exactly a team that everyone spent time watching the last few seasons. So now he's in LA and this is the, the this is the ball rolling on his um his role up to, you know, superstar, I guess. Not that he wasn't one already. I mean, does this really push you into the superstar stratosphere? Do people care that much about video games? Am I just too old? <laughs> <laughs> just just too old. Um, because yes, people do. Two <laughs> K is huge in this UK country, is like, huge. in the UK as well. Like, I never realised until like this last generation of consoles that it was actually as big as it as it is. Because like when I, you know, when the PS Two and stuff rolled out, I don't think it was actually like that much of a seller. But certainly since the the last two consoles have come out, 
it's always been one of those games that when it comes out, it sits in the charts for a while, which is, you know, for a niche, I'm waving my fingers in the air, sport in this country is, is quite impressive. And I think that says a lot about the the gameplay and the, the value you get from, you know, that 40 40 pound package or fifty dollar package or whatever it is in the States these days. Cause it, it just lasts you forever. It's you know, it's the equivalent of buying FIFA over here. If you just like if you like basketball, you only have to buy that one game and that suits you for the whole year, I guess. I'm intrigued to find out now what, what the last uh basketball game Jamie had was. Was it like <laughs> Pat Riley basketball on the Genesis or I wanna say it was NBA Live ninety five. Live ninety five. That was actually a good game. I yeah, Live 95, Live 96, I enjoyed those two very much. Live 95, was that the first live? It might have been. I think they were going with like a rhyming thing. That's why I remember it. That would make sense. Because before that, it was Bulls versus Lakers and whatnot. Um, yeah, all right. I think we've sufficiently taken our first tangent of the show. <laughs> <laughs> EA Sports is in the game. Um, <laughs> we've had a couple of articles go up on there as well recently. Josh Coyne, who's been sunning himself at Glastonbury the last couple of days, um, somehow managed to write an, an essay on Kyrie Irving, um, which is really, uh, seriously, a really good read. Um, a lot of Celtics passion and knowledge coming out and, and general culture knowledge coming out from um, Mr. Coyne there. So check that out. And Jonah Scott wrote, uh, Stott, sorry, wrote his first piece on tackling homophobia in the NBA, which was something that we, you know, we, we were approached by him to, to cover and we've gone out and, and given a platform for it. And it's just pretty cool that we're getting involved in, in stuff like that. That's something that I know, Mike, you've had a, quite a bit of involvement in and Hugh as well. Yeah, it was really interesting read. Really enjoyed it. Um, it was great to to have someone talk about it because it seems to be uh, not something that gets covered in in the NBA. Certainly, I, I mean, obviously there are a few instances, but I'm not going to spoil the article. Go and go and read it. There's some good and bad instances that are, are referenced, but uh, it was a really refreshing and different article to read, especially if you're you know dizzy with all the free agency transactions that are going on. There's something that can sort of bring you back down to earth a bit it's good loved it yeah and you know trying to get away from all the free agency stuff the last few days tonight obviously gb playing in uh gb women sorry playing in Eurobasket over in riga in latvia at the moment they um they've just got through to the uh, quarterfinals which is a fantastic step for them i think they play hungary on um on thursday night so we'll be we'll be looking out for that one but big performances again from temi and um carly carly was obviously on this the, the pod a couple of um couple of well, a month or so ago now with hugh hopkins on the wa nba podcast um so yeah pretty cool to see the the women out there doing that and there's there's a petition running at the moment from um and a VAD, and we'll, we'll link this either in the show description or somewhere on our Twitter or, or on one of our social feeds um, about women's basketball in the UK getting a lot more coverage from the likes of the BBC and other sort of news outlets and television channels because, you know, we've said it before, basketball in this country is a, the second most popular sport amongst younger people and it is growing massively and certainly the the women and the girls game it's it's really popular um i live in norwich that i i don't know there's there's generally a professional or any form of a there is basketball teams around here but women's wise i know ipswich are really really good at women's basketball when they're up the road so women's basketball deserves all the support and i've signed that and i think you've signed that as well mike so they need to get to <laughs> 500 i think for it to be um considered and at the moment they're at 365 just as i refresh it so yeah they're uh they're getting somewhere which is which is fantastic um but anyway we are here to discuss nba free agency after all the admin um <laughs> has jamie heard of ipswich <laughs> sorry what 
Is that what you guys are having for dinner tonight? <laughs> oh, dear God. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, you, you love the you love the, the the tangents. The differences in culture and 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 levels of know how about things is unbelievable. That's what I got from going to the baseball at the weekend. Actually, was that they had the the Yankees players on the screen having to name five famous English people, and it was really quite awkward and cringeworthy to watch. Um, nobody said David Beckham, which stunned me. Um, but yeah, no baseball. Different sport, bit slow, bit boring. Not going to lie. You can kind of keep it, Jamie. No, please, please take it. I insist. <laughs> if not, just send it to France. Send it to uh, France. What have the French done? They've already to, got to, the to NBA game. It. We can't send them anything else. Come on, let's talk some free agency. <laughs> um, so if you were on Twitter at all last night, um, your phone would have probably blown up with wads bombs and shams bombs. Are they a thing? Um but the, the, it was just crazy. And this morning I went into work and there was a bit of a power outage, which was a problem. And I, my, my power and the, the, the Wi-Fi and everything came back on at about half 12 and there was still stuff rolling in on my phone that I obviously hadn't seen. And it's just been a bit of a nightmare to keep up with it all. So what we're actually going to do is just sort of quick fire and run through some of the deals that we like. We obviously talk about the, the major ones, which first will obviously be Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving to the Brooklyn Nets. Um, we've got Jamie here, which makes this perfect because, you know, he's one of the four guys outside the Barclays Center last night <laughs> cheering this deal. So Mr. Oppenheim, what are your thoughts on um, four years, $164 million for Kevin Durant and four years, $140 million for Kyrie Irving? Regardless of how this ends, and there are questions with with Durant's injury, this is just a great moment for Nets fans. This whole Brooklyn thing started, but the first move following the Brooklyn thing was the Nets trading Kenyon Martin for three first-round picks back in 2004 because the owner who bought the team just to move them to Brooklyn didn't want to pay salaries. They were cutting costs for almost a decade. And now to finally see every all this Brooklyn promise come to fruition, I'm happy for, for my fellow fan base. The other two guys who I was with have a lot of charts and my dog. Um, no, but in sincerity, it's been a really, really long 15 years since the end of that kid run. And yeah. it's just, it feels good. You've got something to be happy about. It, it's amazing to me how we spoke about you know, the, the options this summer for the Nets a few months back now. And we talked about, you know, whether it was the safest bet to re-sign D'Lo. Um, and there was never any sort of whiff that they could have a haul like this. Uh, it's just, it's it's amazing. They've sort of supplanted the Knicks as, as the franchise in New York right now. And it, uh, I kind of feel sorry for Knicks fans if that's you know how much we bash them. I feel sorry for them because, nah. you know, they've got they've got <laughs> Stockholm syndrome. They could, they they were so keyed into having this you know this this core arrive. With, you know, they were going to get Zion. They thought they were going to get KD, Kyrie, someone else as well. And they 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 just now they're like, yeah, that's fine. You know, we've got Taj Gibson. We're all right. We're good. We're good. We don't mind. We're, we're going to continue to be mediocre. It's fine. I just think I want to see them have some better organisational skills than the Lakers fans and hold their own protest because this for the Knicks, it's never going to change till Dolan goes. It, they've shown that you can have the biggest market, you can have the biggest brand, and the elite stars still don't want to go. 
whereas yeah. the Nets have done it completely the right way. They've built organically. They've recovered from um, a pretty horrific uh, era, and they've landed two two of the biggest names in the sport. And immediately, just the franchise has been has had new life breathed into it. The, you know, we saw sort of a stepping stone last season where there was this promise and this this key contingent which they could build around of you know of under the radar sort of role players. It's it's awesome. Uh, hats off to to Brooklyn. What a, what a haul! Yeah, and it's a it's a shift in momentum in the city, I guess, because you go from sort of when when the Nets were well, the Nets were were relevant. Like they they had you know Kevin Garnett and and Jason Terry and those guys were signed, and they were they had some star players back a few years ago, but because Camelo was with the Knicks and they were, and you know, that was the show in New York. They didn't get any of the real, real limelight, despite putting together some, some fairly decent rosters that were designed to compete with the Miami heat, but ultimately ended up falling short. Um, Now with, with Durant, you know, coming off the, the ACL injury and Kyrie coming in there, DeAndre Jordan joining them as well. The, the depth of talent that they've already got on that roster, you look at the likes of Spencer Dinwiddie, um, Joe Harris, like they're, they're, they're there. They, they can compete right away in the Eastern Conference, um, even without Durant for, for most of this season, probably the whole thing. Um, but yeah, it just speaks volumes that Durant turned down a $221 million offer from the Warriors. Um severed some ties with some players there there's all kinds of and we're recording this on the 1st of July at about 9 o'clock at you know British summertime and a lot of things could change between now now and tomorrow whenever the show comes out but the news at the moment is that Jim Dolan and the Knicks were not willing to offer him um, the max but the Nets had done some research they'd spoken to some other players and people around the experts around the league and everyone had said there's absolutely no question that you should you know not offer him the money so at the end of the day it's a question of who you're going to trust are you going to trust some of the smarter organizations and some of these people who've built their careers on making decisions like this or are you going to trust the Knicks and the James Dolan ownership which at the moment is looking really really embarrassing um but in terms of like pushing the needle for the nets you swap Delo for Kyrie Irving is that such a big shift in terms of the way you're you're gonna perform on the court Jamie no I don't think that move is um is the big move here obviously um Kyrie does make the nets better than than um having Delo at point guard yes but this is about Kevin Durant he at least prior to rupturing his Achilles, he was the best basketball player on the planet. And you're bringing that to your team. As good as Kyrie Irving is, he's, he's a legitimate all-star. He's not Kevin Durant. There's two or three guys on this planet who are as good with the basketball as, as Kevin Durant is. So that's where, if you're the Nets, you're saying, not only are we the king of New York, we have a legitimate claim to being the best team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, with the best player as well in the league. Uh, well, touch wood, you know, he comes back and everything's all, all rosy for, for Durant because, you know, the, there was a tumultuous sigh from, I think, the entire basketball world when, when he went down in the finals. And um, it's not it's not good seeing guys like that go out, but I think that, he is the prize. Like he's been the ultimate prize, and there's all kinds of news today saying that this deal, that this move, has actually been planned for a year now. Whether or not I believe that, I don't quite know because there seems to have been a hell of a lot of flirting with the Knicks throughout this season. I think the injury probably changed a few things, but Kyrie's f- played in New Jersey, I guess, went to high school there, so I guess he's got some connections. Um, Durant, not too sure. I think he just tends to follow 
people and likes to play with his friends. And from what we gather, he was kind of falling, <laughs> falling farther and farther away from some of the Warriors players. He felt second fiddle to Steph Curry and obviously had the spaff with Draymond during the regular season. So I think this was his decision to make and he went out and made it early and the dominoes just fell within the space of about six or seven hours last night. It was completely crazy. Like trying to go to sleep in the UK at midnight when all this is going off and you're a basketball nuthead. It's not easy, is it, Mike? No, it's not. Um, so I didn't. I stayed up till about <laughs> two, I think, uh, just refreshing my phone. Um, I think the KD thing, I think there's lots of reasons why he's, he's done it this way. Obviously, there's the opportunity to play with another, you know, elite world talent. There's, the, there's a chance here to go and be part of something that hasn't been successful before. So he is building um, where, you know, he got chastised horrifically for for joining the Warriors, you know, ring chaser and all this stuff. He's going now to a team that that's basically not won a championship in any form since Dr. J was there, which was a heck of a long time ago. And, you know, even, even Jamie just said there, since 2004, they've been rebuilding to a degree. So here's a chance to just take a franchise from, from, you know, obscurity and make it, it a, a massive brand. Essentially, you, you, they're in New York, but if you ask anyone walking the street to name a New York-based basketball team, it's always going to be the Knicks. They have a yeah. chance to not necessarily change that, but certainly make some noise and 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 make some waves. I just hope he can come back, like to. 80% of the player he was because we've seen guys who haven't been able to come back from this sort of injury. It's it's a huge thing to have to deal with and it's going to rob him of a degree of, of athleticism. Fortunately, he doesn't necessarily have to rely on that. He has got one of the you know the purest shots, uh, hezzy pull-up jimbos as he likes to call them, uh, in, in sort of league history and he's such an elite offensive talent that I'm, I'm hopeful that he can become, well, still be a superstar. Where do you think it ranks the would pushes the Nets to this season? Then are they still one of the top teams in the East? I mean, they they got into the playoffs this season, but obviously bounced quite early on in the in the first round. A lot of that probably came down to the fact that D'Angelo Russell, this was his first time in the postseason, wasn't quite ready for the moment. Now you switch that, you replace that with Kyrie, a guy who's been there, been to the finals, taking big shots, and then you've got DeAndre Jordan in there as well, who you know has played in high. <laughs> high um level games during his career everyone says he's washed but i don't quite I, i'm not quite convinced he'll be totally washed playing alongside Kyrie and, and durant eventually i think it might re- reinvigorate him a little bit but um how, where where do you think that their, their their sort of ceiling is right now in in july <laughs> <laughs> i think that they're a comfortable second round playoff team I'm not sure they could get through Philly. I'm not sure they could get through Milwaukee. Um, if if Toronto brings everybody back, I don't think they get through Toronto. Um, that said, it's not it's not about this year. This year is almost just a trial run. It's how do we get ourselves in the best position possible to win in 2020, 2021? And you might only have that two year window because these guys have player options. So. Right now, the focus has to be on let's get ourselves in position for the following season. Um, yes, yeah, so you're obviously working on the assumption that that KD's out all next year. So second round's still an improvement. I'm not sure they get that far. I, I Playoffs for sure. But second round, at this stage, 
right now my gut feeling is that that might be slightly above what they'll be able to do um it's going to be interesting and one thing that we probably need to touch on is to how these two guys who have both had negative things said about their uh temperament but yeah. you know specifically the me- the media who they don't go on with anyway have said this about them uh to see what kind of um impact that has on the rest of the the, the organization and the, and the team have you got any concerns at all jamie that that you know Kyrie's going to come in and and be as some people have called him a, a cancer in the locker room I think that's always going to be concerned with Kyrie. And I think even with KD, his sensitivity is, is something you have to keep in the back of your mind. But you are basically surrounding these guys with people that they like. Um, they went out and got Torian Prince in that trade, dumping Alan Crabb. You got um, DeAndre Jordan. And obviously Kyrie chose to team up with KD. And then the secondary piece there is that now Kyrie is quote-unquote home. He's going to be surrounded by his North Jersey family. So you're kind of hoping that um, being surrounded with people that they like is going to you know, make him more stable in terms of a personality in the locker room. Or am I just hoping and praying? I think it's going to be a situation that's more like Cleveland than Boston, where he, in Boston, he... he was pitched as being the franchise player. Uh, you know, even though KD's out, he that's he's not going to bear the weight of that solely on his shoulders. And I think with some of the pressure off him, we may see a a less confrontational Kyrie. Matt, what do you think? Is this going to blow up in my face? I think it's far too too early to tell. Um, I think the one thing that we we can get off the fence. <laughs> I like sitting on the fence. The fence is great. <laughs> um, I think if Durant comes back and it, it, you know, he is the player that he we all expect him to be, then the Nets will be a contender for the next five years. There's a lot of young pieces around him. Sean Marks is more than proven now that he can go out and and build a team, and it's it's the whole atmosphere of the organization has changed, and that's what I think we're seeing now with with some of these free agency decisions at the moment. Is players are choosing destinations where teams have got their exclamation point shit together like you know that they're they're well-run organizations um unless you're the lakers in which case you somehow pull off a trade for one of the top five players and that makes no sense um but everybody else like if you're building a a good atmosphere your your players tend to want to come and play for you or they want to stay on your team nowadays and it doesn't matter what your history is like you know you can be as big as the knicks it isn't going to matter these days if you've got someone like james dolan running the run the organization but i think on paper like right now the nets will be in the playoffs i don't i, I can't see them getting out of the second round as it stands right now but there's a lot of chopping and changing to go about in the eastern conference right now miami are making a lot of moves um obviously toronto's future entirely swings up on um Kawhi leonard milwaukee have made some some confusing moves um i think it's safe to say but we can get onto one of those in in a bit but i think you know, Sean Marks has pulled off a, a blinder here, and then to to sign and trade um, D'Angelo Russell over to the Golden State Warriors was another sweet move on his part and a nice get for for Golden State, I guess, because you know they haven't ended up empty-handed from this deal. They've ended up with a guy who put put himself and I actually put the Nets on the map again last year, and um, he's only twenty three years old, so he's got a, a decent ceiling, but he's almost you know he is almost the same as Kyrie Irving. He's a very topsy-turvy up and down player you don't quite know what version of him you're going to get um i'm just hoping for the net's sake that now that 
you know, Kyrie's playing with his mate and DeAndre's there as well, and they're all they're all friends, that they will just they'll buckle down and realise that they just have to go out there and play like they're, you know, kids again on the park and that'll be enough. They just need to get chip ins from the rest of that roster. And I think with Spencer Dinwiddie and Joe Harris and, you know, Prince, like there's guys there who are more than capable of just adding the extra production that they need and yeah, it's exciting times in 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 the Barclays Center. Certainly, I think this is the this is what Prokhorov probably wanted when he bought the team, and when obviously Jay Z was part ownership. Like he was he was one of the big pushers of the the Nets brand, and now you you don't need any of that anymore. You've got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. They will push the brand enough as it is. So I think it's yeah, they've the, the Nets are going to be the the talk of the summer. Which going back three or four weeks ago, I don't think any of us were thinking. We were thinking it was going to be dominated by the Knicks and the Lakers and you know partially partially some of that is true the Lakers have dominated a lot of it but now with this move and with the potential of you know two of the top 10 players on the same team it's it is it's really exciting so yeah let's just let's let's look at it from the Warriors perspective for a minute because they you, you mentioned like the sign and trade but they must be like over the moon with themselves for managing to get something back for for KD who you know in all likelihood could have just walked and left them with nothing they've managed to get a a solid player back who will will fetch something in the market when he is eligible for trade later in the season i can't see them holding on to him and keeping him as part of the, the roster i just yeah, don't see how he fits with until clay comes back isn't he so yeah i, I mean we might see curry take over the off the ball role because we know how good he is off the ball anyway uh whilst they just sort of wait for clay to return but going forwards They've got to be thinking about what they can get back for him, and that having him on the books gives them a lot more flexibility in terms of, you know, what they could have gone out and got for the the space they would have had if KD had just upped and left for nothing. Yeah. Um, d- d- Jamie, do you see do you see uh, Delo staying around in 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 Golden State, or do you think he's just there to be shipped off as soon as possible? I love Delo. I'd be surprised if Golden State found him to be a good fit. Um, you could kind of see it with, with him and Curry both sharing uh, on-ball, off-ball responsibilities, but ultimately they're, they're going to want role players um, in there, especially when Clay's back one season from now. So I, I don't see this being a long-term solution. But it, as you mentioned, super smart move by Bob Myers in making sure this sign-and-trade goes down. That's a really, really big move that could impact whether or not Golden State can compete a year or two from now. Mm-hmm. Should we get early odds on um, what you can get for a uh, D'Angelo Russell Harrison Barnes trade in December? <laughs> <laughs> Where do you oh, guys dear. think D'Lo goes? Is, is it foregone conclusion that he's going to Minnesota? Um, it's difficult because it. I mean, Minnesota just came out of the the blue anyway. There were talks of him going to lots of other places, and all of a sudden, then it was it was all about Minnesota and. I just think the fluidity with which these things change. Who knows? Because if 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 Minnesota start off slow, maybe they go a different route entirely with the franchise. If because they you know they as, as as patient as they've been with Cat and Wiggins, something needs to happen soon. They can't. These two youngsters can't have had their only playoff experience even because they effing needed Jimmy Butler. It's <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, I the think Jeff if he goes, experiment's not quite worked out for them either. Let's be yeah. fair. And and who who are Warriors going to get back that they're going to want? You know, that are going to push them to, to where they need to be. I'm, I'm looking at that situation, and it's just I, I'm not sure there's people on that people in that roster who who would 
take them to that next level. Mm. Covington? Yeah, no, that's a good shout, Jamie. I like that. But <laughs> would, 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 would Minnesota want to give up Covington? For D'Lo? Yeah, you have to make that trade. Okay. 23-year-old all-star point guard? No? All-star point guard. It was a bit of a... Nah. True or false, D'Angelo Russell participated in the NBA All-Star game last season. <laughs> true. That is true. True or false, he's led a team to how many series wins in the playoffs? That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about all-star we're talking about, Come on now, we're talking about the merits of the guy. I, I didn't call D'Angelo Russell a second round of the playoffs point guard. I called him an all-star point guard. Yeah, but, you know, it's all, <laughs> hey, now you're an all-star, but you're going to get knocked out in the first round. Is You know, what what do you place higher value on? I mean, Not I'd rather go to the all-star weekend. It's pretty fun. That, that is, that is true. Okay, yes um, or no, does D'Angelo Russell deserve $117 million over four years? Or is that Sean Marks getting his boy paid? I, I think um, deserves is a, a, an interesting word. He is, like, I, I feel like I've been bashing him a bit. He's He's a very, very talented player. He got exactly what he should do, which is go out and you know go out and get your money based on what the market dictates for you, and that's exactly what he's done. I've got no issues with him being paid that much. No, there's a lot of people who seem to be having issues with a lot of these players getting paid at the moment, and it's just a case of the cap again. Like you know, the cap's gone up a little bit, and teams have got quite a bit of money to work with. So this is just what happens. And once one one domino goes, they they all end up going, and everyone's still hanging around and waiting for Kawhi, but um. Yeah, I mean, we could we could be here all night, but like just as we've been speaking, like Joe Lacob said that no Warrior will ever wear number thirty five again, um, which is which is nice, I guess. A little thank you from the Warriors to to Kevin Durant, or a thank you for we misdiagnosed your injury and injured you. We're sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm. They did the right thing by, and they met with him, and he, uh, he obviously explained he wanted out, and that was it. Um, I like the idea they were exploring with the delayed sign and trade because that would that would have obviously allowed him to earn even more money, um, but would have created more difficulties moving him on later on. But at least the gesture there would have shown that they cared. Um, he does mean a lot to that franchise. He he's two time Finals MVP, so. That, that says a huge amount. So we're just going to take a quick break to talk about our friends at nbastore.eu, Europe's official NBA online store. We've teamed up to bring you a formidable offer. Our listeners get 15% off orders using the code DCPOD15. So you can rep your favourite free agent in their new uni, grab their recent throwback, get on the bandwagon with tomorrow's stars today with the 2019 draft range. Heck, you can even pledge your allegiance to the Raptors with their limited edition championship range. Just remember DCPOD15 at checkout. Offer excludes clearance and outlet items, but for whatever you need, nbastore.eu has you covered like Woj and Shams in free agency. Head to nbastore.eu now and use the code DCPOD15. That's DCPOD15 for 50% off your purchases. Um, really briefly as well, we put out a tweet um, just before we started the podcast about the deals that people are excited, or the moves that excited people, and KD and Kyrie, unsurprisingly, has been one of the responses that we've had um, from Matt Hardy, who I know is a pretty diehard solid um Nets fan been a Nets fan for a long time been with us certainly since we started the podcast in 2012 and uh yeah they were they were were okay then but you know they they might be on a different level next season so good times for um for the Nets um but yeah I guess the Knicks are just doing that thing at the moment where they're just panic buying everything in the shop that's on the shelf so we'll uh we'll see where they end up um I mean what is the future for 
for the Knicks? I mean, your instant thoughts right now, like should James Dolan sell this team? Because he doesn't seem to have a clue, you know, what he's doing with it. That's kind of what I was angling for about 10 minutes ago. I want the I want the fans to not be content with this. I want the fans to protest, get the league's attention. <laughs> Set fire to things. Yeah, get him ousted because uh, I th- this has shown that you can. it doesn't matter how big the franchise is. If the person at the top is incompetent, you cannot get the best players. You cannot attract them. And I guess that's sort of that's that's a good thing in a way because it's leveled the playing field and we don't get you know a situation where people go there because it's the Knicks. And mm. but I would not be happy now. They've been too poor for too long. Um Jamie probably is happy, but what's your take on it, Jamie? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's fun to make fun of the Knicks and Let it's fun burn. to get, to, to get the, the text messages from all my friends who are so miserable. <laughs> but the league's better when you have the Knicks and the Knicks are good, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, can I absolutely. say that? Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, absolutely. So you want, it's just, let's get this team to actually be respectable again. Let's get rid of Dolan. Let's get someone in there who can actually do the job. Let's build the right way and let's have some fun. A Knicks-Nets rivalry would be a ton of fun. Yeah, it's it embarrassing it that would. the richest owner in sports has just just can't seem to command any form of, you know, gravitas from from anybody. And then you have like the complete opposite. You go and look at Steve Ballmer and the and the Clippers. Like the Clippers were a laughing stock of a franchise for years. He came in, bought the team for a record amount of money, bought in all the right pieces, signed some you know minimum guys good contracts, players who were undervalued and underappreciated from people, you know, Patrick Beverly, Montrez Howell, guys like that. And they've just, they've kept building. And now they're at a stage where they could potentially, in the next two days or so, end up with someone like Kawhi Leonard. Um, that's the situation the Knicks need to get themselves in. It, it starts from the top. And unfortunately, James Dolan is the biggest problem they have there. But, you know, Fisdale's a good coach. They, they've got some good players on that roster. Um, they've just added Julius Randle, who I am the world's biggest fan. Everyone knows that. Um, not too sure how he fits in in that that team, um, but at the moment it just generally looks like they are panic buying, and then they're they're, they're coming out and spreading rumours that they were never interested in Durant and and Kyrie at the same time. So it's it's the same old stuff from the Knicks, and it, it, it gets a little bit embarrassing, I guess. Haven't they also apologised for disappointing fans? <laughs> what was that? Was this a public tweet? I need to see this. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm trying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they they had a press release yesterday, yeah. like at seven o'clock. Oh, we're so sorry. That's amazing. Madness. Madness. Yeah. We um, spoke about the, the Nets. And I think this is a fair question to ask. If they don't get Kawhi, where do they go? I think they just they keep they keep building they keep rolling the way that they've been rolling. There's another big free agency crop in 2021, I believe. Janis and Bradley Beal and some other guys in there. You could you just have to keep playing it smart. Whereas the Knicks have proved that they didn't want to play it smart the last few years. Like if they hadn't traded Kristaps, apparently Kristaps was a guy that Kevin Durant, you know, really appreciated and and liked. And I think he gave him the nickname the Unicorn or something. That's um, correct. So. You know, you, you remove the guy who Durant would have probably wanted to play with, and that was an obstacle. And now you're you're kind of paying for it. Like I know he's seven foot three, and he's got all kinds of problems with injuries, but guys like that do. It's just a, you know, it's the Yao Ming thing all over again. You get an absolutely exceptional player when he's when he's able to to play, but it comes with a big, a great big deal of risk. And 
yeah, it's it's really difficult to to make that that judgment at the time. But now they look stupid. They just need to be a bit more forward thinking with the the process in which they go about doing things. And I think the Clippers are completely opposite with that. With Jerry West at the helm now, they just seem to be making the right decisions. They're you know they're all even from trying to build new arenas outside LA and getting away from the from the Lakers. Like it's. It, they are doing everything the right way, and the Knicks need to sort of follow the trend, really. Yeah, I've, I've got no qualms if if Kawhi doesn't end up as a Clipper. Um, it'd be great if he did for the franchise. They're for, still going to be a good team. Like they'll be. Yeah, they were a good team this year. Yeah, they you know they they did remarkably well with a team of bit pieces, and like you you mentioned, Jerry West everywhere he goes, successful you know, win ha- winning happens and. He's he's just done it again. We've seen a resurgent Doc Rivers. Um, they've got promising young core. I I just I I think they are an appealing um, destination for 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 any superstar. And I don't know whatever reason it would be. It'd be interesting to know if Kawhi didn't go there, what the reason was, um, yeah. what it is that isn't attracting people to this franchise because they have completely remolded themselves uh, since the Donald Sterling era and. They are one of the, you know, they they are a great franchise to play for. I well, I would think I haven't obviously played for them. Yeah, well, it, it, and so much of this summer is just swaying on in Kawhi's hands right now. It's 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 quite frightening that one player seems to have such control over over everything because you look at the the landscape of the Eastern Conference. If he stays in Toronto, then they then Danny Green stays with him, and Marcus Gasol's already re-upped. Like they they're just going to roll it back and go again and. They're probably still one of the, if not the best team in the Eastern Conference again next season. I know Philly have made some really interesting moves that pushes them right into contention. Certainly adding Al Horford and um, Josh Richardson recently, they're really good deals for them. If he leaves and goes over to LA and joins the Lakers, then that's the you know that's the scariest three players on the same court I think there's ever been in the history of the NBA. Like you've got three top five guys all on the same team playing together at once. That's that's frightening, but you have to maximize the the years that you have left with LeBron James. On the other hand, you go to the Clippers, who've completely shown that they are an organization that's run brilliantly, unlike the Lakers. Um, and they've got a bunch of roster, you know, role players who are ready to contribute and all know their role. And Kawhi comes in and is the guy then and there. Whereas you join the Lakers, are you the third guy on that team? The second guy on that team? You're probably not the first guy on that team. So like I I can't see I can't, I'm a Lakers fan. I can't see Kawhi doing it to be honest. As as cool as it would be, but I just don't think that's I don't think that's the way his mindset works. He's always been a sort of system. I just play basketball. I you know, board man gets paid that sort of thing. <laughs> so you think he'd be prefer staying in the Toronto role where everything goes through him? Yeah, and I think it's just, it would be exactly the same role if he went to the Clippers. Even well, though be... if he goes to the Lakers, he's gonna win championships. Yeah. Well, that, I yeah. think he's one of the few guys who actually means what he says when he has been quoted as saying, all I care about is winning. I don't think he cares what his role is as long as he's winning. And he's that talented a player that it's never going to be a a truly supporting role. He's elite defensively. Yeah, He's elite offensively. He would work... Uh, it'd be intriguing to see how he'd fit with LeBron. I I I can see him going to LA if winning means the most to him because you're going to team up with those two guys as you just said and that that is a huge big three. Are, any, are either of you two sort of surprised by the fact there hasn't been an announcement yet? And I realise now we're getting to a point where this podcast could date really quickly if the Woj bomb comes out in the next hour and a half. 
<laughs> but are you surprised that we're still sort of twenty, almost twenty four hours in, and nothing has been said? Not really. It's Kawhi Leonard. Like nothing leaks. There's no signs of emotion or anything from that guy. Like he's been to Niagara Falls and touring Canada and going to going to Blue Jays games and getting standing ovations and. You wouldn't, you wouldn't know. He just won a championship for, uh, you know, Canada. Like it just, it, 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 he's, he has. There's no signs or telltale tales with him at all. You just have no idea what he's going to do. And at the end of the day, if Kawhi signs with the Lakers, nobody cares about the guys they're missing out on. But at the moment, the biggest problem I would have, being a Lakers fan, is they're missing out on these guys. You know, Bogdanovich has gone to Utah. Jeremy Lamb and Brogdon are at the Pacers. Patrick Beverly's just resigned for the Clippers. Reddick's gone. Like all these guys who would be great fits around LeBron and, and AD are now off the market, and you're going to be really running thin if Kawhi, you know, chooses to go somewhere else. So they must have some, you know, real sources that are telling them that they have a, a good chance. But it's a bit odd at the moment that a lot of the big NBA sources around, like, you know, Ramona Shelbourne and, and Woj and Shams and stuff, they none of them seem to have any idea what's going on. They all seem to be reporting different things about Kawhi every day, um, which is really odd because usually there's a bit of, um, sort of, they're all a bit parallel, if you get what I mean. Like, they all have similar information coming to them, whereas that hasn't been the case with Kawhi this year. Well, this I kind of like this theory that... Kawhi is leaking a little bit of information to all three teams yeah. to see which one is talking to the media. <laughs> Who's talking shit? <laughs> oh, man. No, that's that's a good point. I mean, what if he's just doing this all just to see what the traction is and then ends up, you know, oh, Toronto is great. It just suits me. You know, nobody cares what I'm doing. We'll just get on with it. That'd be amazing. Just shows we're, up the training camp. balance likely to have the biggest uh, market hold? LA, obviously. <laughs> Really? You think there's a lot of mid forties no. dads wearing? <laughs> I, I see what Mike's showing with this one. Toronto. No, yeah, maybe maybe that's what's holding him back. Is New Balance whispering in his ear? We could do something great here. Who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, and it's not the free food for life or the house that was bought for him or anything like that. Hey, look, New Balance are paying him a wedge of money that bought more than. Oh, I don't know. You probably consume a significant. Uh, amount of food value wise over the course of a lifetime but um, yeah no I, I, I don't know it's, it's a really tough one to call again it's, it's Kawhi Leonard being his his robotic self when no one knows what's going on and no emotion and nothing nothing's even you know properly leaking um, it's just I just like yeah. to think he's gone on flight mode for, for <laughs> you know come back f- sort of halfway through July and 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 let us all know. It's that would, that would imply that Kawhi Leonard has a modern day smartphone. I still think he's on a thirty through ten. If oh, I'm no. being honest, I, I don't mean has. I mean him. He's on <laughs> flight mode. <laughs> Someone's flipped that switch on his back. Oh uh, dear. Yeah. Well, Kawhi could dictate a lot of what goes on, and I'm sure we'll probably know by the end of the week where he's he's going but yeah as a Lakers fan at the moment like my head's kind of thinking well we're missing out on all these guys who'd be really good fits with LeBron and AD and you know you build a roster that way like like all these teams are doing at the moment and yeah they're still gambling on the um the super team role but anyway other free agency moves um I'm just going to fire around quickly I mean Mike has there been any moves that have really stuck off the table that we haven't discussed already that, that you like or you're not a fan of uh, Haw- Horford to Philadelphia is a huge move. 109 um, million, four years. You, you've basically taken the one guy who, well, one of the few guys in the league who gave Embiid trouble and paired them up together. Yeah. 
and it's just it just looks like an absolute monster of a, of a front court. Though it's just it's just nuts. You've got an incredibly underrated, versatile player who's willing to defer to others, and willing to graft and do all the dirty work. Um, and he's just, I just think there's a, yeah, that's going to be a hor- horrific, you know, give the opponent nightmares kind of front court built specifically in my mind to to face up against Gazol and Ibaka. Um, I think that move's great. Jamie, what about you? Is there any moves you, you, you like or dislike? I mean, there's a lot of small moves that, that look good. Everything that Indiana has done, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, almost everything yeah. that Utah has done. Mm-hmm. My favorite though, Jimmy Butler going to Miami, <laughs> not because of the fit. He wants to be in Miami because he saw what uh, the Heat organization did for Dwayne Wade on his retirement. I love the idea that Jimmy Butler thinks he's going to get the same send-off as the greatest player in Heat history. This, this is yeah, that, that is exactly right. And the other thing that's bizarre is that Jimmy Butler. I mentioned sort of Kawhi being the only guy who says you know winning is everything. Jimmy Butler has gone on about winning for so long. What is he winning in Miami right now? <laughs> like I was really excited to, to until the Hassan Whiteside trade earlier to to see what it would look like with Whiteside Butler and, and Waiters paired up because I'm pretty sure in every some, game. Yeah, some point during the season, someone's getting hit with a chair. It's just. <laughs> I, I was really excited to watch that. The chair. Yeah, exa- exactly. And he's, he's sort of all, all about winning. And I know they've got a culture you know, instilled by Pat Riley. Um, but that kind of feels like a, a past era. I, I don't know. I don't know what they can do with him. I think, good I think they'll be those good. Two, though, they're improved. They? Huh? Pat Riley and Butler are a good combination. Like, oh Pat, yeah, Pat Riley's a no, 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 no. Sh- guy and uh jimmy's exactly the same so they, they'll they'll be okay together i think it's like when lebron joined the heat and he was then pat riley's just like right none of your you know whiny college rubbish we're just gonna we're just here to play basketball right just get on with it championships followed think, do you, jamie do you think they can add any pieces to be a competitive you know more of a competitive team we already know that jimmy butler is capable of lifting a team but you know Competitive th- in the NBA or in this Royal Rumble that you're thinking of? <laughs> let's, let's stick with the NBA for now because Royal Rumble. I, I wouldn't bet against Jimmy, but the rest of the roster. I don't know, actually. know they've got um, they've got a few guys on there that I wouldn't like to fight with. Not that I would like to fight with a lot of NBA players um, <laughs> or anyone else has an average height of six foot seven and a, a body fat percentage of like six percent <laughs> and is elite athletically yeah um <laughs> in the nba where do you think they're gonna how, how do you think they'll fare next season with with this sort of jimmy butler based team I, I think they're gonna be the same team that they were this year just hanging around 500 maybe make the playoffs maybe not make the playoffs um i like some of their pieces out of bio um mm-hmm. i I, th- I think uh heroes can be good but they are a long way from actually having a functioning, cohesive team on or off the court to get deep into the playoffs. Yeah, I like I like Hassan moving because that means more minutes for Bam Adebayo, and he's a he's a dark horse. He's a good watch as well. Plus, it's all it was also really funny just to get um, Mike's instant reaction to that that deal in the um, double clutch Slack chat earlier until he realised it was a expiring contract. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when it first came through, I just I I, I started scratching my head. Um, I didn't realise it was for Leonard and Harkless. I thought it was for for Harkless alone at first, and I've been wanting to get off the Harkless contract for a long time. Um, 
well, actually, just as long as the Leonard contract when they were both signed that 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 was it twenty sixteen. Um, mm. Harkless, you know, it's a bad sign when you put a, a clause in someone's contract where if they shoot X percentage, they get a bonus. Because the minute they they then start hitting that percentage, they stop shooting so as not to lose the bonus. That really wound me up with Harkless uh, a couple of years ago. Um, I think he's inconsistent offensively. Whiteside at least is a stopgap until um, Nurkic is is back to full health. And you know, assuming that he's not just going to start the season having been walking after snapping his leg, you know, within a week yeah. without crutches. Um, yeah, I just I just think there's a like a breath of fresh air for this Portland team. Not that they're going to compete anytime soon. Um, that sounds really harsh, given that they just made the the conference finals. Not I'd, they're not sitting still. They're trying to move, and what they're allowing themselves is future flexibility. They've got Dame locked up long time. It's not about next season. It's about what they can do after that with the cap space and and having Dame there as a core to attract someone else. Yeah, in a nutshell, <laughs> the, the association's really open as well. Like in you know the Warriors super team's been broken up, and nobody really knows what's going to go on with the Lakers at the moment because um, of Kawhi, obviously. But as we're talking right at this moment, you can't really say who's going to win the NBA next year. Like you couldn't just you know put a bet on it, or I, I certainly wouldn't. Anyway, there's too many too many teams out there that have made good moves, and too many teams that have stayed in the same place they were last year. And I think. Portland are one of those teams that's that's doing a few things right. Like, you know, Evan Turner's deal's finally gone. How long has that taken? Like, hallelujah. <laughs> but there's been there's been all kinds of like smaller moves all all around the association. I mean, Vucevic going back to Orlando, that keeps them, you know, up in the, the some of the up in the Eastern Conference. They can they can still compete. Um Pat Beverly re signing with the Clippers, I think, is massive. Certainly if they if they do want to sign Kawhi Leonard, I think that makes a, a big difference having him there and secure. Tobias Harris going back to the Sixers. Um that keeps them right up there in contention and arguably with the move you mentioned earlier and Josh Richardson joining them as well. That makes them probably the best team in the Eastern Conference on paper. Um they look really, really good, and like you said, you take away that problem that Joel Embiid had throughout the postseason. Is now you you pair them together, and you've got this two headed monster in the in the front court. Um, Milwaukee made some really weird moves. I quite like like a little under the radar move, Dwayne Dedman going to the Sacramento Kings. Um, I know he's turning thirty this year, but I, I think he really fits their system. He's a good sort of fast-paced, offensive-focused centre who is also one of the best rebounders in the league. I think out of the top three centres available in this in this um, free agency core, he was number one in sort of rebound rebound efficiency. So, And he can shoot the three as well. So what more do you want? You stick him next to De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald and he's going to be raining threes on opponents. And I think the Kings have gone out and made a, a really smart move there. Harrison Barnes? Not so smart. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, the the Kings have. I think they've got a bit carried away with how um, well they performed above, above expectations this year. I think they've kind of just gone off a little bit too quick mm. in terms of of trying to to move themselves forward. Um, well, okay, yeah, Harrison just, Barnes, a lot of money. <laughs> do, do you think the fact that Golden State's broken apart and now that a lot of the teams in the West see a gap, do you think like the moves the Jazz have made are certainly them just going for it all now? Like Mike Conley, 
great two-way offensive guy, pure point guard playing alongside Donovan Mitchell, pure shooting guard. That backcourt should just click. Um, we've already seen footage of them on Instagram playing and, and training and stuff together. They've added Bogdanovich recently as well. Like they uh, and he will play alongside um, Rudy Gobert. Like defensively, that team was already really good. They've been good for the last two three seasons. I've wrote the season preview for our guide the last couple of years, and they've always been a well, they're almost at you know one of the elite levels. I think these two moves might push them into that elite level. And now that the West is open, they could they could really get far. And they've always lacked offensive capacity on that team. And it's all, and we certainly saw it during the first half of last season where all their offense was running through Donovan Mitchell. Um, that changed towards the playoffs, but again, it became stuck in the in the postseason. I think this changes that whole spectrum for them now completely. And the Jazz have like they're A plus moves for me, both of these deals, and I, there's nothing to say that they've stopped making any you know moves for the next few weeks. I, I think the moves they've made are good. I have slight reservations as to what the on court product's going to look like, um, not from a basketball success perspective, but from a um, or oh, as in as in how it's going to look on the on the court. I just think this is going to be a slow team. Oh yeah, it's not going to be aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, that's the word I was all. looking for. <laughs> uh, it, it, this is going to be a very slow team, um, built around again. It's stagnating defense. I, I, I think they've pushed the defense up with the arrival of Conley. Um, offensively, could be interesting. Well, should be interesting. They've, they've now they can now basically play four out and just leave Gobert on the inside um, and just go nuts with those bombers. Um, yeah, that right now on paper that roster is is top two in it, top two in the West. Yeah, and like Houston, they've re-signed Rivers today. Like they've not made any major moves, but they just seem to be keeping the band together. And there's nothing saying that they can't compete. I mean, there's 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 moves that will keep happening over the next couple of hours. Um, Enos Cantor's just joined the Celtics just a couple of hours before we recorded this. Um, apparently, Portland only gave him six minutes to make his decision. What do you make of that? <laughs> Fine by me. <laughs> I'd have given him two. Oh wow, that's that's no, harsh. Like, everyone got on the ca- the Cantor bandwagon. Like what he does off the court for um, Turkey rights, human Turkey. rights. Yeah, exactly. Amazing, absolutely amazing. Do I want him as my starting uh, four or five on an NBA team? No, I don't. Absolutely not. And I know he played well and stepped into a, uh, into the, the void left by by Nurkic, but um, I was quite happy to move on from that. <laughs> I, I might be wrong. Jamie, what, what are your thoughts on Cantor? I'm sorry. You want me to have thoughts on Cantor? <laughs> See, exactly. This is my point. <laughs> exactly. No one wants to have thoughts on Cantor uh, okay, as a basketball okay. player. We, we can get thoughts on another, on another Celtic or recently acquired Celtic that we actually didn't mention somehow when we were talking about Kyrie Irving earlier. Kemba Walker signing for, or supposedly reportedly signing for the, the Boston Celtics. Is he a good fit? 100%. He's everything you wanted Kyrie to be um, without everything you didn't want Kyrie to be. (laughs) I I totally agree, Jamie. I totally agree. And I was super excited for this this, um, switch until Horford left. And then I just kind of went... (laughs) And they replaced "Ah." him with Cantor. And you were like, oh. Yeah, like, I I, I think you were exactly right. He's, He's exactly what you want. And what would... If they'd have had him last year... We might be talking about an entirely different outcome to the to the to the East mm. because he's he's 
as Jamie said, he's everything you want from Kyrie without the stuff you didn't want. And I could see them like regrouping this year, but then Horford bounced, and I'm just there's a massive hole there that I can't see. They're, they're, where is their inside presence coming from? Not not even like I know the game's now spread out and pulled out, but who are their bigs? I mean, it's it's Cantor. Um, I don't know if they were able to retain Morris yet. We'll figure that one out on July sixth, and then Robert Williams if he can show up on time. Um, <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> but they've got a lot of assets that they could flip and and bring in that inside presence. I think if your starting point is Kemba Tatum and Jalen Brown. You're not far off. I agree with that. And they need to flip those assets. But how long have they had those assets for? And what have they turned them into so far? They keep, they've, <laughs> built, they've built this treasure trove. And this was supposed to be the Celtics' time. And then they've just they've just let it pass somehow. I, I just... I'm I, Right now, I'm struggling at buying into the Celtics next year. You don't buy the Celtics as what? As being what we should, they should be, as in at the top of the Eastern Conference contender. If you could just transpose any realistic target onto their roster, is there a legitimate target that can get them onto Milwaukee's level? Okay, so let's have a. Th- oh God, now you're going to ask me to think of some bigs, aren't you? Um, well, at the, at the moment, I imagine Kant is just going to slot straight into the starting five, but. Is it exactly. stupid and that, and that's to think that Daniel Tice could step up? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I'm trying I'm to solve a problem things. here that hasn't got an easy answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I can't think of a big who they, they could what get they in right now. Ooh. That's interesting. Ooh. That becomes interesting. And Capella on Yanis, again, would be interesting. Like Capella is one of the quickest bigs there is he's got the length that that could be a, a great move mm. then I, I would have more i would have much more uh faith in them than than the current with the current uh front court although i guess with camber there you just need a center who's capable of setting a good pick and roll and that's probably about it like do you, do you really need him to do anything else i know it's the modern nba and you need everyone to stretch four and shoot threes but like they should have well, enough. See, of, they should Clint have enough Capella. of that. But that's that is his that's his mo, isn't it? Yeah. And and again, like I, I again, if it's if it's specifically against the Bucks, then I wouldn't call him a Yanis stopper, <laughs> but he's one of the best built NBA bodies that you could throw at someone like Yanis. Yeah, it's it's been a bit of a tough couple of weeks for the Celtics actually because they they obviously traded Aaron Baines away and losing Horford. I don't think was something that they they expected, but I, I'm not too sure many people expected anyone to pay him as much as Philly's gone and paid him. Shows you how quick the windows close in this league. Yeah. They, you know, two years ago, we we're talking about them as the as the, the the team that are perfectly built to challenge the Warriors. And, 60 wins. And now, yeah. And now they're, and now we're sort of, I, I'm, I'm sort of pouring one out for what might have been. Yeah, I I think that I still think they've got a lot of very good young talent on that team, and with Kemba there, it is like Jamie said, it is the perfect fit. He's a guy who's just going to come in, not dis- dismantle or disrupt the locker room at all. He's going to be their closer. Um, 
he's probably going to be a good mentor to some of the guys there, especially Jalen Brown. Um, but like, he's a big moment guy and he will, you know, in Boston, there's, there's no better place for him to, to be really. And I think it's just a shame that the Hornets kind of lowballed him. Like he was that franchise. He's everything to that franchise. Certainly since I've been watching the NBA, like he's been the one guy that sticks out to me as a Charlotte Hornet. Um, not many other people stick to mind. Um, but yeah, it's just funny how Danny Ainge has, has worked things recently. He, he's got the war chest, as you said, but doesn't seem to have been using it. And the Nets are now <laughs> on paper a better team. And yeah, it's, it's funny how the NBA changes. I, I like even though that Jamie's on this this pod, you still laughed when you said the Nets are a better team. <laughs> the disrespect It's weird level. saying it, let's be honest. I mean, you guys oh, can laugh all you want. As long I as you're laugh. laughing at the championship parade that we hold in two years. <laughs> oh, really uh, well, if, if there is one in two years, you can count us in as well. There'll be six of us and your dog walking around the Barclays Center. All right, I'm down. I'm game. <laughs> so it's been a week. It's gonna be a week of celebrations for Jamie because he's uh, he's got the, the Durant and Irving news, and then it's the fourth of July on Thursday, isn't it? So plenty My of fireworks. Holiday. What are we celebrating again? Uh, I, 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 can't, I can't remember something about throwing some tea over a ship or something. Oh yeah! What a waste of tea! I know what a what an absolute waste of tea, and you've ended up with Trump. How'd that work out, boy? We probably have to go down this road when situation this country's in. We really don't at the moment. The, <laughs> the, the, the state this country is in, or both countries are in, should we just say? Uh, partners forever. <laughs> Was it that special relationship? Is that what they called it? Yeah, we, we share a lot of things in common. Anyway, um, if you've enjoyed the podcast, please do leave us a review on iTunes or whatever platform it is you listen to. Um, check out the Twitter. It's at Double Clutch UK. And if you're watching any Summer League or you're just you know enjoying the free agency craziness, please do um, get involved with hashtag NBA in UK. There's going to be a couple of questions and stuff. And I believe there's a survey that we've been working on that's going to go up soon, just asking you how we can sort of adapt and change our content or is there anything that we don't do that you would like us to do? And we'll see if we can um, appease that, I think is the the, the, the word. Um, we've had a little bit of a sort of brandy refresh recently just to sort of make sure everything's level. So we, we look a bit more uh, modern, I guess, going into the new season, which is a, a nice thing. Um, Oliver has joined us recently. He's been doing some incredible video stuff. Go and check it out. It's, it's awesome. It's something that we've wanted for a long while and and now we've got someone to do that. So yeah, we'll be um, carrying on the podcast throughout the rest of the summer, covering free agency as usual, probably covering a bit of summer league at some point, Mike. Um, and yeah. yeah well, okay, am I covering summer league? Yeah, you are now. You're, breaking, <laughs> Brilliant. you're not only our NBA it, so 2K yeah, correspondent, you're also our summer league correspondent. Excellent. Brilliant. <laughs> you sending uh, me to Vegas? Uh, um. Yeah, I'll just check my piggy bank. Um, <laughs> the WNBA stuff's all going on at the moment. Hugh's actually been on holiday for the last few weeks, and Josh, as I said earlier, has been in Glastonbury, so that's all come to a little bit of a halt recently, but they will be back. I know Josh has got some guests for the NBA pod, actually, um, due in the next month or so, which is pretty cool. But yeah, is there anything anybody needs to re- shout out or talk about before we go? I'm good. You're good, Jamie? I'm good. You're all good. So have have a good Fourth of July. Celebrate, you know, independence and all the good stuff. Freedom Celebrate from tea, Will baby. Smith. Freedom Free, from freedom tea. From tea. <laughs> freedom from tea. I, honestly, isn't it? It's, it's, I swear I said this last year. Isn't it all about Will Smith and an alien? That joke's old, Mike. That is joke. You need, it's you need something joke, else by now. Yeah. Oh, no. I don't know well, why I, I expect more from you, but I, <laughs> I don't I really know why you expect more stop. from me. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, anyway. 
yeah, check out the website as usual, doubleclutch.uk. And uh, hopefully we'll be back at some point with news of uh, wherever the hell it is Kawhi Leonard's going to go. Stay in Canada. 